Got time for a quick story. Well, storytelling in music has been something I've always admired and appreciated. Country music comes to mind. I worked at uh, my sister radio station, Wax 104.5 Radio, here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. They're in the same building where I work, Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio. I worked at, at Wax in the early to mid-2000s, and I really gained an appreciation for the storytelling in country music, which was more of a thing probably back then than today. And music is cyclical, but, but back then there was more of that sense of telling a story and using clever verbiage to tell those stories. Really was drawn to that. You hear a lot of storytelling in rock music, progressive rock music. Always been a huge Genesis fan, especially early Genesis. Well, an appreciation of, of all the eras, but early Genesis, you have some incredible storytelling from the Peter Gabriel era. There is a strong similarity with Jethro Tull. A lot of storytelling, a different type from Genesis in particular, but you see the, the, the connections. There is a richness to those stories and... Putting that into a visual medium can produce fascinating results. Jethro Tull has released their first album of new music in almost two decades. Released on January 28th, 2022. We're doing this um, presentation three days after that. The release of The Zealot Gene. And there have been three music videos already released from that album. And we get to talk today to Ian Anderson. Of Jethro Tull. He's been with Jethro Tull for the entire duration of the group. Get to talk to him today about this new album and, in particular, the the music videos uh, from from that. And one in particular, one of the newer videos from that album. Um, Ian, good to talk to you from uh, here in um, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, It's okay. Well, this is Ian Anderson from my office and. in the southwest of England, and nice to talk to you. You as well. It must be uh, noticeably warm. It's not that as cold as it could be here, but it must be warmer in, uh, in even in the winter in England. It must be warmer than here in the upper part of the United States. Well, indeed it is. We've, we only had one, just a tiny dusting of snow once uh, this year, and for a couple of days the previous year. But uh, no, it, um, wintry snowscapes seem to be a thing of the past. I mean, they, they were... There was such a, a regular part of my childhood. You know, snow was. I mean, we 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 would probably enjoy and did enjoy. You know, lovely days of, of white landscapes and crisp weather. And these days, no, nope, that's pretty much seems to be um, in the past. But uh, you you guys, at least particularly your your neighbors to the east, have been having some of the worst uh, winter weather ever in yeah. uh, Connecticut and elsewhere. But uh, right now, you know, we're 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 sort of around. Uh, well above freezing, and even the sun has shined uh, a couple of times in the last days. So it's uh, spring is in the air. Mm-hmm. It smells like spring. <laughs> and, and only two or three weeks ago, it smelled like Christmas. You know, when you step outside the house and you hear, there's just that tangible thing in the air. And, you know, I, I, always, think, I always think I can smell Christmas from a month away. And, uh, but now I can smell spring because the first buds and the first... The first uh, signs of rebirth are there in the garden, and you, you can really smell the difference. Mm, we're already even getting that. And, that's, and, that, and, that, and that's good, because I know I don't have COVID, because <laughs> I can smell everything, good and bad. And, you know, I, 
so yes, my 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 nasal senses um, are um, you know my olfactory capabilities have uh, convinced me that I don't actually need to take an antigen test today. But what the hell, I will anyway. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, mercifully, COVID nineteen has not affected the ability to see or hear. And I was watching the video for Sad City Sisters over the weekend, and it's been off for for a few weeks. But I was watching that again. I, that is one of the more interesting music videos of late that I've seen. How it, it seems to dovetail with the the lyrics. How I mean, Sam Chagini, you'd work with him on on Aqua Lung, and he did another video it was the the title track, I believe, for the Zealot Gene. But how how did you, if at all, did you collaborate with him, or did you say, you know what, take the take your concept and make the video happen? Well, exactly. I mean, it's not, first, first of all, it's not me. You know, that, that, that's 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 about marketing and promotion. I, that's that's the seedy commercial side of it. I mm-hmm. mean, I, my 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 job is done when I deliver the album to the record company. But they're supposed to be the experts and professionally capable to um, do the do the bits that, that that are actually about selling something. And, and I'm very happy to leave that to them. And the um, the name Sam Chagini came up only because they asked me, do you have any ideas of someone who can do some videos for us? And and my friend Jacko Jaksik, uh, who's a guitar player and singer of King Crimson these days and has worked with me a few times over the years doing remixing of um, various products. And um, he uh, he uh, came, he, he'd just released a solo album uh, and uh, had a video done by a fan who was in uh, Iran, in a you know, working from his bedroom in a high-rise apartment in Iran, hoping that there's not going to be a, a knock at the door and the secret police are coming to take him away. Um, but he, um, he's um, Sam Chagini may or may not be his real name, <laughs> because I think what he's doing would probably not meet with much approval locally. But um, yeah, he's um, you know he, he was given the job and and he, he may have showed me some storyboard or something but you know i i'm i'm just inclined to let him get on with it and so it's his vision of what he sees in his head having listened to the record and that's exactly the process you know you or i might go through if i was listening to somebody else's music it's to you know close your eyes and see what see what it conjures up in terms of listening to the lyrics and so it's it's not my uh visual representation of the album or the track by any means at all is i mean if i'd done it it would be completely different to that but but you know i'm, I'm not the guy doing it so I've, I've really got to unless i really disagree with it unless it you know unless it um you know unless it was something that that i felt really i just couldn't couldn't live with and you know i'm happy to let somebody make their creative um uh, contribution to the end result and 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 that, that that's that's the relationship you enter into is got to be based on trust and and giving people a chance to do what they think they can do you know to the best that they can do it and um you know it's uh, it is what it is of all the visual arts you have produced throughout your career whether music videos or a longer form project like slipstream or just just putting on a live presentation for an audience is there one that you feel has I, maybe best captured the essence of the music, whether it was your effort or you thought someone else did an, a particularly excellent job over the past several decades? 
Well, when it comes to doing stage performances, then I am very much involved in the whole process. And uh, even in contemporary terms, where there's a lot of video, you know, synced video going on, then, you know, I'm pretty much, I'm not the guy sitting, putting it all together and editing it, but I contribute a lot of the material. And I work with my son, who is the videographer, to assemble all of that. And um, so it's it's both of us working together. But certainly I'm, you know, kind of hands-on with with a lot of the elements that that we depict. But going back to shows pre-video time, then, you know, the Thick as a Brick tour comes to mind in 72, which was, by the standards of then, seemed a little a little wacky and theatrical and surreal and you know that that was very much down to me and and to an extent to the guys in the band because two or three of them were quite um helpful and coming up with ideas and um and, and in terms of performance on stage they had to they had to really put their heart and souls into it to uh to contribute to the end result and and so i think that there have been times along the way when we've done that rather more theatrical presentation which is is um you know where we do try to be giving a, an overall feel and an overall theme to the to the performance um but these days of course it's it's all video and technology and um sync tracks and complications and uh, we have to make sure that that uh, the show is ready <laughs> <laughs> which uh, for us it usually is because we make sure that we're ready <laughs> and uh, when we go on the road we we're pretty well rehearsed and fighting fit well, the additions to the OVRA are wonderful, and I'm glad to see more Jethro Tull and more of what you're doing, all your creative work. Ian Anderson, The Zealot Gene, anyone go listen to it. It's out for three, been out for three days. I've already listened to it. Everyone else, give it a listen. Great listen. Watch the videos. Ian, thank you so much for spending some time to chat today. Enjoy the growing smells of spring in England, and all the best throughout the rest of this year. Yeah, and uh, keep your eye on com, our website, where you'll hopefully see, and in months to come, you'll see some signs of a U.S. tour or two or three in 2023. So, uh, yeah, visit com. Everything you need is there. Perfect. Take care. Good to talk to you. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull, a good interview there. It's so poetic, if you will, um, that fascinating getting his perspective on the visual arts and especially again someone who has been very closely involved with that to varying degrees as you said sometimes you leave it to the the video director of the of the new videos sometimes you go all out with your own presentation that was a fascinating fun fun chat with ian anderson of jethro tull and like he said jethrotull.com go there get more information on what they're doing going down the road. This has been the latest edition of the Got Time for a Quick Story podcast. Thanks, as always, to Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, my employer for providing facilities to do these interviews. You can watch a lot of these interviews at GreatestHits981.com. Listen to these interviews at GreatestHits981.com. Watch in terms of Zoom. We sometimes do these interviews on Zoom, this one via phone, but some of, the, some of them you can watch. You can uh, also find them at the Greatest Hits 98.1 YouTube channel. Thanks as well to my coworker, Scorch, uh, from 9290X, same building here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for setting up, um, the for beginning to set up this interview, and Art Sears, who's done does the radio tours, and this radio tour with Ian Anderson. Thanks again to Art for uh, getting this interview accomplished. You can follow uh, Got Time for a Quick Story on a lot of podcast platforms. Subscribe to it so you know about new episodes when they arrive, and um, rate it, preferably higher. That will spread the word around. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.